Welcome to Interfaith Encounters, consequential conversations with leaders from different faith traditions about how their communities are responding to the challenges of contemporary society. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Hunt, Director of Global Theological Education at the Perkins School of Theology of Southern Methodist University. In this first series, we will speak with leaders of the Islamic, Sikh, Jewish, Christian, Hindu, and Buddhist traditions about how their communities are responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. Our guest this week is Azar Aziz. He has been a resident of the Dallas area for the last 25 years. He is the immediate past president of the Islamic Society of North America, which is the oldest Muslim organization of the U.S. and Canada. Presently, he serves as the vice president of Islamic Relief USA, which is one of the largest Muslim charities in the country. He is a nationally known speaker, community organizer, activist, interfaith bridge builder, and a humanitarian worker. Welcome, Mr. Aziz. The first question I'd like to ask you is, what is the most important thing to those of us who are not Muslims that we should understand about how your community is affected by the COVID-19 pandemic right now? Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Hunt, for uh, your question, and thank you so much for um, uh, having me on your program. I also want to uh, recognize this fact that uh, you have been uh, a great bridge builder and, and, and a great friend of our community, and I truly applaud and salute the important interfaith work that you have done for the past um, several years. Uh, to answer your question, uh, I believe... Uh, our community, just like our fellow Americans, uh, um, are completely devastated with this pandemic. Um, they are doing their utmost best in, uh, in this uh, challenging times. Uh, they have never, ever witnessed uh, something of this nature ever in their life. And I believe even the generation before them, uh, they have never, ever witnessed uh, such a thing. So um, we are all together um, as a community, as a nation, and uh, we pray very hard, uh, hoping that uh, we will overcome this uh, pandemic, this challenge uh, very soon. Um, just like uh, our fellow Americans, majority of our community members are staying home. Uh, they are working from home. They are following the advisories and the guidelines that has been put out by um, the county officials, the state and uh, federal authorities. Uh, they are in touch uh, with each other uh, through various platforms. Uh, from a community leadership perspective, uh, they are offering um, educational uh, webinars almost on a daily basis. They are bringing in prominent scholars, theologians, and also experts from the medical field to educate the community uh, and uh, what are the precautions that they should take. Um, uh, you will be surprised to know that there are around 80,000 Muslims uh, who serve uh, as doctors, nurses, and medical practitioners. Uh, saving lives every single day. So we are very blessed that uh, we have uh, plenty of medical experts in our community and they are giving their valuable time and they are sharing their expertise, educating people what to do. And um, uh, we as a community, um, uh, uh, we are sharing this information uh, within our community and with our friends from the other faith. Uh, we have also, um, I believe, uh, I just want to share this with you. We have also established a national Muslim task force for COVID-19 with more than uh, 40 uh, national Muslim organizations, uh, which has now become a voice of um, American Muslim community. Uh, they are engaging with, uh, they're engaging at all levels. 
they are participating in important conference calls, uh, sometimes which is um, put out by um, uh, Center for Disease Control. Uh, I know uh, the White House has reached out to uh, many NGOs and um, multi-faith organizations, so they are participating uh, in those uh, conference calls, and uh, they are, um, you know, uh, fully complying with whatever um, advisory or guidelines that are being uh, provided. I also want to know that I also want to let you know that all of our places of worship are now completely um, uh, shut down, and all the religious services are um, available through a virtual and online platform. Uh, the organization that I'm associated with, uh, Islamic Relief USA, they have announced uh, uh, two and a half million dollar, um, you know. Uh, support uh, to our uh, uh, communities. Uh, they are providing um, hygiene kits and, and, and food packages, uh, especially many of our staff members and volunteers are working uh, in, um, you know, uh, impoverished neighborhoods, um, which is here in our own backyard. And uh, they are uh, also, uh, you know, receiving in-kind donations and supplies, which is also being distributed by our volunteers and staff members. Um, sometimes they are risking their own lives and own health, uh, but they are doing this uh, to show their utmost support, uh, especially to those who are in desperate need in, in, in this situation. Um, aside from worship, what are some of the ways that the current restrictions on movement are particularly difficult for members of the Muslim community? Um, thank you so much uh, for your question. Um, uh, what has been very difficult for our community is uh, to let go the Friday uh, congregational prayers. Uh, this is a time uh, every Friday in an afternoon, uh, people um, come together at a mosque uh, to listen to uh, the weekly Friday sermon and attend congregational prayers. So when we announced the shutting down of uh, mosques, uh, this was, uh, uh, I believe, one of the most difficult and challenging part uh, to our community. And the leadership of the Muslim community has done a good job in educating um, and, and having uh, multiple lines of communication with them. Uh, so we were able to explain to them uh, the dangers of um, you know, getting together and uh, forming a congregation. So they fully recognize uh, this fact. We explained to them uh, in multiple webinars uh, the dangers uh, that comes out uh, from this pandemic. And uh, we explained to them from both the theological um, uh, and contemporary perspective. We also uh, brought in theologians and medical experts together to explain, uh, um, you know, um, uh, the community about this challenge. And we also educated them uh, how in the past, during the time of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, how he dealt with, uh, with uh, situations similar to this, uh, situations arising from plague. And we also educated them uh, with the Quranic verses, what God Almighty has commanded when you are in such an, uh, an environment. So this uh, has helped the community to understand and they, they took it very uh, positively and they responded to the call. And now I'm, I'm very pleased to uh, say this, that all of our mosques for last several weeks are completely shut down and they are, uh, you know, uh, maintaining uh, this advisory of uh, social distancing and they're staying at homes. At the same time, uh, the spiritual services are being uh, you know, provided through online and virtual platform. Uh, some of my Christian colleagues have talked about the need for helping older members of the community with technical support as, as what we would call a Christian ministry. 
Has your community had the people within it to provide that support? I would assume so. Yes, definitely. Um, we have been uh, communicating with them through Facebook Live, which is very easy to uh, right. to watch and follow. Um, we have been sending them uh, video links, uh, and with just one single click uh, of a button, you will be able to watch and listen to um, 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 you know these important lectures and talks. So, um, and and of course, many of the elderly families they have extended family members who are also assisting them. And if the need arises, uh, sometimes uh, our volunteers, they call them and they walk uh, them through uh, the process to, um, to log on to these um, you know, platforms. Many members of your community um, still have strong ties with the home country of their parents or grandparents. How is the crisis affecting them as they, as they see this become a worldwide pandemic? They are uh, extremely concerned. Uh, they are uh, talking to them on a daily basis. Uh, they are ensuring that uh, they are staying healthy and they are uh, following this uh, advisory uh, of uh, social distancing. Um, we are very blessed to live in uh, this great land of ours where uh, we have uh, you know, so many uh, medical benefits and, um, and, and uh, you know, uh, healthcare is, is available. Uh, to uh, uh, most of our fellow citizens. Unfortunately, in many uh, parts of the world, especially in the developing world, um, many of our, their citizens are deprived of these, uh, this important service. So definitely, um, you know, uh, people are concerned. Uh, they are keeping a close eye on their uh, health conditions. And you will be very uh, surprised to know that some of the things that they are learning uh, here through webinars and through uh, these uh, important talks, they are sharing that with uh, their extended family members overseas. Are there things that those of us who are not Muslims can do that would be particularly helpful in being supportive of the Muslim community at this time? Oh, de definitely. And there has been, um, you know, um, uh, a lot of collaboration that's happening uh, sometimes uh, in, you know, in challenging times, different communities, different faith groups. Uh, they come to, to they come together. We are very blessed to live in a nation where interfaith work, interfaith collaboration, interfaith deeds uh, is a way of life. Tomorrow there will be a webinar uh, that will be put together between the Islamic Society of North America, National Council of Churches, oh. uh, Islamic Medical Association of North America, and uh, Facebook. In every state and in in, in different counties. Uh, people of different faiths are coming together. Uh, they are uh, trying to uh, distribute food, uh, hygiene packets. Uh, they are checking on each other's well-being. Uh, they are making their places of worship uh, a, a central point where people can come and collect uh, um, these items. Uh, they themselves are, you know, organizing, uh, you know, um, events where they are bringing in volunteers from their respective congregations and encouraging them to go and reach out to those individuals who are in need of help. I am um, reminded of this verse from the Holy Quran where God Almighty is, uh, commands us, where he says, and this is in chapter 5, um, uh, where God Almighty says, help one another in righteousness and piety. Do not help one another in sin and transgression and fear God. Indeed, God is severe in punishment. On one side, God Almighty is the most kind, the most um, gracious, the most compassionate, the most merciful. On the other side, he's severe in punishment. 
you've, you mentioned earlier some of the um, scriptural reasoning, if we could call it, that helps guide your community. And you just now gave one quotation. I wanted to ask about two things in particular. You mentioned the fact that the, the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad talk about his response to a time of disease or plague. What are some of the things that your community has learned from that? One of the most important uh, narrations uh, by the Prophet uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said, don't bring an infect infected person close uh, to a uh, healthy person. Mm -hmm. uh, he has also uh, mentioned uh, and reminded us of this um, uh, verse from the, uh, from the Holy Quran, where God Almighty says, do not put yourself into destruction, that it forbids to killing himself or torturing his body or putting in to the situation of danger by any means of putting at risk in terms of health and otherwise. In another place, God Almighty says, and we will surely test you with something of fear and hunger and loss of wealth and lives and fruits, but give good tidings to the patient. And God Almighty also tells us that when, uh, uh, who and when disaster strikes them, say indeed, we belong to God Almighty and indeed uh, to him we will return. A Muslim is supposed uh, to be always uh, patient, especially during trials. He knows that God Almighty will never forsake him, nor will he burden him with the trial that is more than what he can handle. Uh, I also want to share with you, uh, once uh, uh, a companion of the Prophet, peace be upon him, he came to him and asked him, O oh, Messenger of God, who from amongst the people were tested the most? And the Prophet, peace be upon him, responded, and he said, the prophets, then the next best and the next best. We see the great prophet of God, uh, Aaron, Ayub, uh, peace be upon him, was, was tested with great illness. His uh, story is synonymous with patience. And God Almighty tells us that perhaps that you hate a thing, but it is in fact good for you. And perhaps you love a thing when in reality it is bad for you. And I also want to share the story where one day uh, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, be upon him noticed uh, a, Bedou a Bedouin leaving his camel without tying it. He asked the Bedouin, why don't you tie uh, down your camel? And uh, this man answered and he said, I put, put my trust in God. And the Prophet then said, uh, tie your camel first and then put your trust in God Almighty. Uh, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, cleanliness is part of faith. Keep our surrounding tidy, clean up uh, after ourselves and wiping surfaces down are all aspects of cleanliness, which must be adhered to these uh, situations. Uh, covering mouth uh, when sneezing, uh, the prophet always would cover his mouth when he sneezed, always, uh, you know, quarantine in times of uh, uh, epidemics and pandemics. Uh, the prophet gave instructions on what to do if there is an outbreak. Uh, we know from the famous uh, narration of uh, Abdurrahman bin Auf, uh, he said, I heard the messenger of God saying, if you hear that the plague is in a land, do not go there. And if it breaks out in a land where you are, do not leave uh, fleeing from it. Again, out of, the, out of the teachings of Islam, what are the things that are important that people from all religions can do together right now to benefit the society and the world? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, there are a lot of things where we can uh, come together during this uh, kind of a pandemic. We should uh, offer comfort to each other. We should definitely uh, follow social distancing, but at the same time should avoid uh, social isolation. There are a lot of uh, individuals who need uh, moral support, who need uh, someone to call them and check on them, somebody who should uh, 
uh, address this important need, especially our elderly. Uh, sometimes they are all by themselves. They may be in need of groceries. I encountered a 60-year-old Uber driver uh, very recently. He wrote to me and he was asking for some assistance. Uh, he said he has two individuals in his home uh, who are uh, cancer survivors. They are uh, very sick yeah. and he doesn't have a job because he cannot drive an Uber anymore. There are many uh, vulnerable people like him uh, who are in desperate need at this time. We have uh, many of our imams who are on a regular basis reaching out to different uh, community members. Uh, there are There is, there is a, a hotline where people can send their questions, their queries and make uh, requests. Uh, I believe uh, we are all in together. Um, coronavirus uh, doesn't uh, look uh, at the color of the skin or a, or, or a particular faith tradition or a particular ethnicity or gender or race. Uh, so we have to uh, recognize this fact and we have to make sure that um, we are helping one another. And, and um, as uh, children of Adam, you know, God Almighty reminds us in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمِ That God Almighty, uh, that we are all children of Adam. And uh, with this honor, uh, we have honored the children of Adam. And with this honor comes a very important responsibility. And we should uh, fulfill this responsi responsibility, especially during this kind of a challenging time. You've already mentioned that there are many Muslims in the healthcare professions, uh, doctors and others. Is the Muslim community, as, as people, especially the elderly, are poss possibly hospitalized? Do you have Muslim chaplains in the hospitals and the prisons and the military service? We have Muslim chaplains uh, in the U.S. military. Unfortunately, there is a shortage of Muslim chaplains uh, in, the, in, in, in the hospitals. Anytime a need arises, hospital authorities or people who are taking care of uh, those who are sick, they reach out to local mosques. And either the imam or a representative from the mosque uh, visits the hospital and, uh, and takes care of uh, this uh, important need. What does your religious tradition tell us that we should learn? Absolutely. Um, in chapter 94, verse 5 and 6, God Almighty says, Verily, along with every hardship, there is a relief. Verily, along with every hardship, there is a relief. So in this verse, God Almighty is saying there is one hardship but two reliefs. So one hardship cannot overcome two reliefs. From the tradition of the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, he has a very uh, famous saying, The best among you are those who are a source of benefit to others. Uh, we learn uh, from our holy scriptures and from the tradition of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that um, during these challenging times, we have to do our utmost best we have to put our trust in God Almighty and then should not sit idle. We should do our utmost best so that God Almighty can change the condition uh, of people uh, because God very clearly in one place says he does not change the condition of people as long, they, as, as, long as they do not change their state themselves. We are very optimistic uh, that um, as a nation, as a community, uh, we will, inshallah, God willing, overcome this challenge. I'm reminded of this very uh, famous quote from Muhammad Ali, the iconic uh, um, uh, American figure um, who once said, service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Do uh, humbly appeal and encourage others. Uh, if um, you are young, if you are healthy, and if you can take good precautions and, 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 and follow the advisories, do um, your best to help those who are in desperate need.
and try to assist individuals who are in desperate need of help. Again, Mr. Aziz, thank you very much for participating in this interview. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and want to express my deepest gratitude to your important work uh, as an academic, as a scholar, as a professor. This has been an episode of Interfaith Encounters, consequential conversations with leaders of different faith traditions. I'm Robert Hunt, inviting you to join us for new episodes each Tuesday.